0: Welcome to the I Believe Podcast, an Cure Insight production, brought to you by CASEL Biosciences. I'm your host, Danae Peterson, a fellow ocular melanoma survivor. Here on the podcast, we'll be sharing information and insights on treatments, research, and living with ocular melanoma.
1: CASEL Biosciences tests are designed to provide clinicians precise and personalized tumor information for the benefit of patient care. If you would like more information about how CASEL is transforming the treatment of eye cancer, visit castletestinfo.com.
0: Hey, Elmies, Tune in today for a brief interview from AACR, which happened in mid-April, the 14th through the 19th of 2023 in Orlando, Florida. AACR is the American Association for Cancer Research and we were able to briefly interview two of the doctors who were present uh, at the AACR and who either presented or were able to be um, present during um, presentations on research for uveal melanoma. So give it a listen and we hope you will subscribe, uh, donate if you can, and share this with another Omi.
2: Hello, this is Kevin from A Insight. I'm here in Orlando in April at the American Association of Cancer Research meeting and I'm fortunate to be sitting with Leah Zhu. Leah is co-director of the Barry Zoo Lab at the University of Southern California in Los Angeles. And this morning, Leah will uh, introduce us to a recent experiment that she's conducted with patients with uveal melanoma. Leah?
3: Thank you, Kevin, for introduction. It's my great pleasure to be here. And uh, um, I am a professor, of assistant professor of research ophthalmology and uh, uh, co-running the Aqueous Humor Lab together with Dr. Barry Jesse Berry uh, in UCHOA and USC. And the central focus of our lab is to develop this eye fluid aqueous humor as the liquid biopsy system to monitor and to monitor the intraocular diseases, specifically UV melanoma of our interest.
2: Well, tell us more about your experiment with these patients and how you took the biopsy samples and some of the findings that you had in your laboratory.
3: Oh, it has been great two years working together with these patients and these samples. Um, last year, last December in um, two, two, 2022, we published the very first paper of uh, using aqueous humor collected from UV melanoma eyes. And uh, we, we were able to detect the genomic alterations in those, pa- in those samples, and that was the first time We demonstrate the ability to use aqueous humor from UV melanoma eyes um, and use that as a liquid biopsy system um, to monitor the intraocular disease. But this year, it's a a short range of one year, we have another, like more interesting findings um, of aqueous humor samples. And this time we used purely diagnostic aqueous humor samples. That means when the patient uh, comes to see the Doctor and the doctor will check the eyes and then use the n- minimally invasive um, paracentesis to collect um, 20 microliters up to 100 microliter, depending on the availability, um, aqueous humor samples to be collected. And then this time we performed a, a large scale protein targets analysis of aqueous humor samples. That actually fascinating um, to include 1,500 protein targets in 20 microliter aqueous humor samples. That was the very first time we can see so comprehensive protein atlas of UV melanoma eyes. And also in this study, we included control um, samples. That means. Disease aqueous humor from non-UV melanoma diseases, so that allows us to identify the disease-specific informations.
2: So, along with the Castle gene expression profile or panel, um, how could your experiment and the results of your experiment with the aqueous humor results uh, be brought together for patients out in the real world in the future?
3: Uh, That's a Castle bio. uh, Castle bioscience uh, has this fascinating. Uh, and uh, extensively clinical validated uh, classification system called gene expression panel uh, gene expression um, uh, classification system and uh, uh, that is one golden sta- golden standard uh, in use and for the patients right now and in this study, we collected paired samples. That means uh, we collected aqueous humor first, and right after that, the tumor biopsy was collected. And then uh, the tumor samples were submitted to CASO, and CASO will do their, uh, this clinical test on these tumor samples and get the cl- uh, classification like GEP1 or GEP2. And that is the system to predict the metastatic risk uh, of, these pa- of these eyes, of these patients. And in our study, we compared our aqueous humor profile with uh, casual bias GEP classifications, gene expression mm, profiles, and we can identify the mm, elevated protein informations in GEP2 patients compared with GEP1 patients.
2: And just a last question. Do you anticipate um, presenting your findings at any upcoming either uh, medical oncology meetings or ophthalmology meetings?
3: Uh, We are presenting this work here in AACR tomorrow afternoon. And we will proudly bring this study to ARVO two weeks later. Um, and I hope we can show everybody um, the power of aqueous humor and how the minimally invasive uh, system can really help us to understand the disease, detect the disease earlier, and uh, make progno- prognosis at the very early diagnosis stage and in the future can help patients to, to better, understand, better manage their disease.
2: Well, that's great. Well, we're, thanks for letting us know about your presentation tomorrow. We'll certainly be there, and it'll be interesting to hear what other colleagues have to say in their questions to you after your presentation. So we look forward to seeing you tomorrow, and thanks.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Hi, everyone. We're here today in, um, in Orlando at AACR interviewing Mer- Dr. Meredith McKean from Sarah Cannon Research Institute um, from Nashville, and I'm here with Kevin O'Neill, who will be interviewing her.
2: Well, thanks, Hannah. Dr. McKean, so American Association of Cancer Research is largely a laboratory preclinical meeting uh, where early evidence of drug development and targets are uh, uh, published and presented. But I'm curious why you as a medical oncologist are here, particularly with uh, thinking about our disease, ocular melanoma.
1: Great. Well, thanks, Hannah and Kevin, for um, having me uh, join you today. I mean, I think At the end of the day, any conference in oncology, the whole goal is to get better treatments out for patients, right? Better treatments, better awareness, um, better prevent, you know, if we can better understand prevention. Um, And so I think that's where the patient is always the focus, even at a a basic science conference um, such as AACR. Um, So AACR, it's a little unique in that um, it is at that cross-section between taking the laboratory evidence that we have. In starting, you know, into the clinic, um, and so the sessions are just set up differently than ASCO, as we were discussing. You know, you don't have necessarily the same tumor-specific sessions, um, but there's a cross-pollination across tumor types. Look, you know, where sessions are discussing um, ctDNA and you know other predictive biomarkers across tumor types, and so I think that's um, unique. Uh, from a conference setup, and I think that's where uveal melanoma, um, as a more rare tumor type, there's still a lot to be gained by some of that um, that discourse and, you know, discussion um, across tumor types.
2: And just thinking, too, you're one of the key investigators in the United States, if not the world, in our disease in clinical trials for uveal melanoma. Um, without getting very specific about any one clinical trial, I know you can't you know, favor one or another trial. I know you have many underway at Sarah Cannon. Could you just talk about your level of interest in how things have developed over the last years? We've seen the very first drug FDA approved with Chemtrek for patients who are HLA positive. But for everyone else, there are many clinical trials available. Um, could you just speak about your your interest in, in the next couple of uh, years in the um, investigations in ocular melanoma? Mm-hmm.
1: I, I think what the approval of Tabentafusp has done has, has kind of turned the eyes on, you know, literally on uveal melanoma from a pharmaceutical company standpoint um, and really, say, you know, a tumor type that they would really stayed away from, saying, gosh, that looks, it's really challenging. Immune therapies, um, you know, aren't, that's not an area that we're looking at going into. I think it has... Change that perspective a little bit. So I think on one hand, um, more interest um, in uveal melanoma, but also concurrently we're learning so much more. Right? We we better understand some of the drivers of uveal melanoma, and we understand SF3B1 is different than you know BAP1 um, mutation and what's driving that cancer. Um, and so I think that's really going to help patients better understand, Hey, this is the best clinical trial for me, or, um, you know, to have options, um, I think is is going to be really important and helpful for patients. Um, as we continue to help find therapies that are going to help patients live longer, that patients may have several different trial options and be able to participate in several different trials to see exactly, um, like what's the best sequencing and and what's the best option for me. So I, I think, um, over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of advances uh, in, in trial options for patients from that standpoint.
2: That's great. And we're very grateful for your work and your interest in our field and looking for new investigational and hopefully FDA-approved drugs in the next couple of years. Uh, Hannah, any for closing thoughts? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, just thanks so much for being here and for all of your work for our patients. It's always so great, I think, to see how it connects from this, this massive event that mm-hmm. so many people are working so hard. Um, to, to work on cancer and then to connect it to the individuals that are dealing with it day by day. So
1: yeah, well, and, the, and you know, thank you guys for all the work that you do because I think you know at the core is how does this at the end of the day, at the end of the year, help the patient in front of us in clinic? Yeah. And so I think it's great that you guys are you know helping patients be able to digest uh, some of this information from these these big uh, conferences. So uh, I think it's great for for patients to know. Um, you know, the the research that's ongoing and and how this hopefully will drive more opportunities for for patients. Thanks.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on the I Believe podcast brought to you by Castle Biosciences. Please be sure to subscribe. And if you're so inclined, send this episode over to friends, family and share on your social media to help spread awareness around OM. If you have a moment leave us a brief review or consider making a donation to the links in the show notes to keep our podcast going. Feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Acure Insight. We'll see you next time on the I Believe Podcast.